BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by thelibertyline.com. I'm your host, as always, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at uh, the Philly Pod, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever other platforms are out there these days. Be sure to give me a follow there. Do the same for my co-host, Stephen Conrad Jr. Go follow him on all social media platforms. He has fun stuff coming up in the pipeline. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let him uh, you know, <laughs> get into all that. More stuff importantly, later on. guys, get on oh, the podcasting shit. platforms for us and leave some five star reviews. And obviously, you can manually leave oh us some. God. We didn't even get into the show well. yet. Already demanding stuff. Already demanding stuff. I like I like your style though. I like it. Get right to the point. Hey, it's oh. how we push the show out more. We're an audio. Yeah, don't need to butter the people up. Just get right into platform. it and start demanding stuff. I respect it. I respect it. If you're we have new a lot to, to talk show, about though, guys. Like this do. is why you should do it. We do. Uh, if you're new to the We're show. We're not here to, uh, not to cut you off. <laughs> nah, Vic will, go Vic's going to give you the rundown in one second, but I just want to let you guys know something. We are not here to slander AJ Brown. We're here oh to. Oh, my God. We're going to cover <laughs> what's happened, obviously, and then give our opinions on it. We're here for you guys because, unfortunately, there are people, there are companies out there with uh, much larger platforms than us that are putting yeah. some just You've ridiculous things out there. You've been there. upset all I'm morning very about upset this. with them, so man. You're still angry. You woke up mad. You're still mad. Oh, man. So, yes, we are not here to slander A.J. Brown. We will obviously get into all the stuff that is being said about him and, and discuss that and what have you. Uh, before, before. Steven, you didn't interrupt me, by the way. That's good. That's good. That's good points. So I don't want you to feel bad. If you're new to the show, appreciate you guys for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere I'm else. I'm going to be looking for them reviews, man. Yes, we do look for them and we do appreciate them that come through. Uh, if you're a faithful listener returning, appreciate you all the same. We know who the OGs are. We've been doing this since 2019. Year is this season number five? No, mm. God, been doing this for for a little bit now. So thank you guys who always come back looking for the show that are always asking us to put out more. And and that's pretty much the only critique really with the show to this point, Stephen. It's just they want more of it. So we're yep. here to. Uh, yep. When I went back and read the reviews, that was the most common thing that was. Uh mentioned yeah, as far I'm as expecting critiques. to get dragged slandered the pod sucks they just want more of it so yeah i didn't say to... you have to leave like 
honor like, those you, obligations. You have the freedom to say whatever you want. You know, no, you if don't. You no, if you want to leave one star reviews, do not right do ahead. that. No, you do not have well, the freedom. No, no do as not far leave as what they comment, as far as what they comment, the five star is crucial. If you hate it, if you hate it, please do not do leave a review. Don't you do not have the freedom to do that? I I would prefer you not to. Um, like Steven mentioned, a lot of stuff to cover today. We have Big Dom gossip. We have AJ Brown, just more drama with him. Not him per se, more drama of people talking about him. Uh, the salary cap was raised today. They just made us aware of that uh, a few minutes ago, right before we hopped on here. And the Eagles did finalize their uh, coaching staff at long last. And a lot of names that Sirianni wanted to keep around actually did stick around. So good news for Nick Sirianni on that front. We will get into all of that uh but before we do want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at fans of philly uh the eagles are going to brazil as you guys all know by now week one and they are hooking, hooking up a trip very limited spots uh but if you have your passport updated and are trying to get to brazil uh hook up hook it up with the friends over at fans of philly joe always takes care of us they send us on multiple trips every single season and the hotel travel everything is taken care of all you got to do is uh you want to hear something to crazy about that yeah go ahead the last two seasons, um, one of the trips that I went on each season mm-hmm. was the location of the final game the Eagles played. So I was there for week four. Was it week four against Tampa? Mm, three, I think. Week three. Week, week three. I was there for the Tampa game early on in the season, and their season uh-huh. ended up ending there. And then you and me were both in the... Uh, Cardinals game, which was early into the regular season the year prior, which is where the Eagles wow. played in the Super Bowl. So what you know what? Hey, what we might hey it. we might have just found a trend. I'm not sure what the Super Bowl's in New Orleans, Louisiana this year. Mm-hmm, Do they play the Saints at that stadium this year? Do they play the Saints at all? I don't know. I don't I don't I have to look at the, the schedule again. The the rumors are is that <laughs> the Eagles are playing the Browns mm-hmm. against Brazil. We don't have confirmation mm-hmm. of that yet. I went to uh the Kansas City trip as well last year. And I remember at the end of that game, I was screaming, like, see you in February, Patty, and all this stuff. And we did not come close to, <laughs> to that goal. So uh, maybe that was a bit of a precursor. But you couldn't have told me that after that game, we were at least going to make a, a playoff run. So it is what it is. But, yeah, fans of Philly, hook, even if it's not Brazil and any other road trips you're interested in, go to the website, fansofphilly.com. Take oh, my God. We play the Saints at their house this year. I will be there. Oh, we have to yeah. do this. Oh, we're going to New Orleans? This is it. We're going to New Orleans? We have to go. We have to go. This is it. We play the Saints at their oh, house this year. Oh, shit. How Can about you freaking it? believe this? Oh, yeah. We're definitely picking that trip. Yeah. We already we already oh, made the decision. We're going. Oh, my God. We're Joe. Going. We're going. Joe. Joe, we're going. Get this clip on social media. I will be sending Joe. you an email, Joe, after oh, this. Oh, man. Hook that trip up. Oh, I need to give me some. How's that for poetic? Give me some of that crawfish. That's how you know that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl next year. We got all these Southern people on the roster Jalen Devante they're gonna be playing their ass off to get down there and get some gumbo and all that stuff that they can't get up here so oh yeah God, New this Orleans is, this is hell this is yeah. a sign this Let's is a sign go. I am hype all right so we'll definitely or be maybe New Orleans we, next year. Go I don't want to put bad energy out there I didn't say well whatever I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it I'll say it now you already started now now, now I want to know Obviously, the Super Bowl last year wasn't in Tampa Bay, but my point still stands that the final game the Eagles play, the stadium, is where I've been the last two years. So let's make this let's make this three. Let's make this three. All right. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, yeah, if you want to get the New Orleans down there, fansofphilly.com, hook, uh, get your trip all hooked up through there. They'll take care of you. Make it easy. So on and so forth. So, Stephen, uh, <laughs> topics, maybe not the most football-related topics, but uh, definitely some gossip. It's that time of the offseason. Not necessarily the dog days yet because the draft and free agency and all that is still coming up. But 
<laughs> there are this time of the year and people are just trying to curate stories and i don't know who, what's the guy's name on the show craig carton or something like that oh i haven't that, watched the yeah, show yeah. or paid much attention to the segments or what have you because i know what it looks like when a guy is just trying to target philadelphia for a spike in ratings and, and all that stuff and he's not even really trolling the so right so that's way. fox sports correct i don't know you i don't even know who the guy is so you tell me uh, <laughs> i haven't well, heard he of has, him I'm, before this if week it is, so i'm pretty know. sure it's like the morning show that comes on actually before undisputed every day for what it's worth and it's i only on know that because it's i want to yeah yes it's oh, on wow. tv oh, yeah surprisingly that. surprisingly this guy's on tv wow uh yeah i don't even know where to begin with it other than the fact that uh I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. If I'm being honest with you. Amongst amongst all of this going on, uh, very... He's a New York fan, obviously. Yeah, there you go. And I think the show's based in New York, too. And, like, look, we're Eagles fans. We bash New York all the time. But, like, (laughs) I feel like there's actually merit behind it. Like, when we make fun of the Giants, it's because, one, we beat them all the time. And they pay Daniel Jones all this money. So they deserve to be made That's warranted. That's warranted hate they get from us. Now, obviously, (laughs) the Eagles season ended the way it did. We got clowned for it. But, like, again, consider the source a New York Giants fan. Dude, you're a New York Giants fan, pal. Just think about that. Basically, he so he basically went on the air and said all this stuff. I know what happened with the Eagle season. It's a big thing. They need to fix it. I'm not going to say what it is. So it's a talking head basically saying, I know why the Eagles downfall happened, but I can't say it. But I will just say, yeah, that he it made happened. it sound like, like he has a source in the organization. Yeah, so, Greg, Car- Greg Carton has a source within the Philadelphia Eagles. My ass. Yeah, my ass. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We Howard Eskin, who's with the team like every single day barely gets to put out information he shot it down by the way they had yeah, it back and forth on the he Twitter. did he did shoot it down so we will say a very uh respected uh reporter Derek gunn came out uh with a little tidbit about dom mm. DeSantro and everything that would happen so according to Derek gunn the banishment of eagle security chief dom DeSantro from the sidelines <laughs> after he made contact with 49ers linebacker jay greenlaw during the december 3rd matchup against the san francisco 49ers threw coach nick sirianni off balance big dom controls mm. nick sirianni's emotions on the sideline <laughs> and in his absence nick got in numerous arguments with players and coaches during games the eagles then went into a free fall after the big dom sideline suspension which lasted for the rest of the regular season the eagles won just one more game and surrendered the division title to the cowboys after the lone victory on Christmas over the Giants, Sirianni admitted that he was too tense during the game. So, I, obviously, first first reaction when you see when you see this, because like Derek Gunn doesn't just throw stuff out there. Like I've been watching him since since yeah, I was little, at him. since the Comcast Sportsnet days. So I mean, this is nothing against Derek Gunn and what yeah. he's reporting. I'm sure he's got his info from from a very credible source. But to think. And we've all seen clips. It's not like this is out of thin air. Like we see clips of Nick Sirianni on the sideline being animated, yelling, and and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But to think that he's spiraled out of control because the head of security just wasn't there. Like Sirianni's a grown man, and yes, he's admitted that he can lose composure at times. But to think that he has like fractured relationships mm. within the organization and and his coaches and whatnot because Dom wasn't there is kind of tough for me to believe. But I'll I'll, I'll let you. Steven kind of explained what you what you your first thoughts like when you heard this <laughs> I laughed like I'm laughing now because yeah, it's too. a lot it's a lot to, to to take in like what like he got in numerous arguments with players and coaches during games because Dig Dom Big Dom not Dig Bomb Bomb Big Dom wasn't there to control his emotions like I don't 
I, are you buying or selling this, Stephen? I guess is how, how I'll leave it to you. Well, I would definitely agree with the tense thing. Everybody was tense, you know. Ooh, ooh, and, the uh, whole fan base was tense. The whole city was yeah, tense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clear, I, I everybody was tense. I mean, the situation calls for it. I mean, it's human nature, you know. Yeah. Um, As far as, like, the sideline stuff, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I'm sure you got into arguments. It's a part of it. We get in arguments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I will say this, though. Uh. You know, it's the year 2024. Like, they got, like, 8K cameras. They got cameras everywhere <laughs> filming everything. I find it very hard to believe, like, some of this stuff when there's, like, no video footage of it. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple clips there is some clips, of, like, Sirianni yelling at people like... and things like that. But I didn't see anything that was, like, that was, like, like, like showed signs of animosity to my And then, my obviously, knowledge. you know, early on in the season, there was footage of, like, A.J. Brown getting upset on the sideline. Um, Jason Kelsey did at one point. Mm -hmm. Um... So there's footage I mean, of look, us upset in our houses about that season. So. But again, like the, the, the issue here is Greg Carton's a part of it. Uh, other people are saying it too. I feel like the radio machine is most definitely putting this agenda out there. Is his that, name Greg or Craig? What's his name? Oh, it's Craig. I don't Craig, know. Sorry. Just make it sure. Craig. I don't know. Greg, it's Craig. It's Craig Carton. <laughs> whatever. Nice name, dude. Carton of milk. <laughs> your, your takes are going to age like a carton of milk. Dang. But uh, that's a good one. That's a blog title, but anyway, yeah, write that down. Write that down. Uh, the th the thing is, I'm not denying any of the tense sideline stuff, the arguments. That is what it is. But my thing is this: that's if on every going... NFL sideline, by the way. With yeah, every team. I mean, you saw just, Travis just so Kelsey put his hands on Andy Reid. He put <laughs> his hands on Andy Reid. He, <laughs> he did, a player put his hands on his own coach. <laughs> he physically assaulted his head coach. Yes. Now, don't tell me it's oh, it's Travis Kelsey. He gets a pass. Shut up. We're not doing this. This isn't politics. What's what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. That was wrong. End of end of. I'm not saying he should be suspended for it or anything. I'm just saying, I mean, he'll admit it too. He went on his podcast and apologized and said he shouldn't do it. But my thing, as far as the Eagles go in this situation, my thing is this: Yeah, you can report this stuff. You can bring it up in your talk shows, whatever. But what you can't do is act like Nick Sirianni lost the locker room because that's just not true. If he lost the locker room. I think I trust Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman to to make the right coaching decisions for their franchise moving forward. You know what I mean? The if same guys saw, if they saw that issues. were responsible for getting Chip Kelly out of here after they gave him complete control. They got Doug Peterson out of here who won a Super Bowl. If Nick Sirianni lost the locker room, he would not be back. I th and they asked all the players soon, soon afterwards, like, uh, you know, when they were analyzing if they were going to retain Nick Sirianni or not. They they talked to players and said, did you like, do you still want to play for Nick? Like, do you still feel like you can win under Nick Sirianni? And obviously the majority said yes. Otherwise, he would not be here. They wouldn't just retain him because it looks bad. They would just they would have just gotten a new coach. So. Yep. So. A lot, a lot of this is is tongue in cheek. Uh, like and I said, off I'm not season, by the way, with a loaded free agent coaching pool. Yes, with loaded and, and and they had interest in Belichick and all that stuff, and they elected to keep Nick Sirianni, overhaul the staff mm -hmm. or or the the key components of the staff rather, and they kept Nick Sirianni, and this is just where we're at. So then Howard Eskin comes out <laughs> with another report saying that saying that, and again, not disputing any of these reporters, they've been around longer than us, and they have the connections that we don't have, and all this and that. So he says that one of the players that was unhappy with Jalen Hurts' demeanor was Fletcher Cox. Apparently, because mm. Fletcher Cox is a vocal guy, he's been around for a while, and apparently he wasn't like he wasn't enjoying the way that Jalen Hurts was carrying himself mm. down the stretch. This has become a re recurring theme of conversation uh, due to the end end of the Eagle season, due to the nature that they lost, they were losing games, and due to not seeing Jalen Hurts being very animated about it, seemingly not passionate about what was going on, looked like he just kind of wanted the season to end, and this is this is where it was. 
I just before we dissect that, I have a clip here from the uh from from Kay Adams talking to uh Fletcher Cox immediately immediately after the season, maybe a week or two after the season. This is what Fletcher Cox had to say about Jalen Hurts when asked. People are starting to make a case for Jalen Hurts being looked at differently than what he was. What would you oh, say to those people? I think Jalen played good, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, we got to look at, you know, at, at, at a couple of things where, you know, Jalen is still a young quarterback, you know, you know, that's, I think this is what, that was his third year, like being a full-time starter. Wild. I mean, you got to look at those type of things. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Ah, oh, he just got paid like this, that, and the third, but you know, he's still in the learning phase also, you know, you know, I remember going into my third year, uh, or, or as, as a starter, you know, it's still that still got that learning curve where, you know, you still got to learn, you know, so many things and, and right. so much. But, you know, as a quarterback, uh, it's, it's got to be hard. You know, I think it's three or four times, you know, the pressure that I have on me as a defensive lineman mm-hmm. because, you know, I can make a mistake and it won't get noticed until the film turn on on Monday. But he can make a mistake in the whole world. The whole world can see it. But. I mean, you got to, you know, I respect Jalen as, as a person, as a leader. And, you know, and, and the biggest thing is, you know, you get the same guy every day. Does that sound like a man that is unhappy with Jalen Hurts as a, as, a, as, a, as a person? Does that sound like somebody who's ever had to check Jalen Hurts about his attitude or demeanor or what have you? Not to my knowledge. Again, we don't know what goes on in the locker rooms and the conversations that happened. And I'm certain there is stuff that went on within the organization that contributed to the spiral that occurred at the end of the year. But I am... I I I don't buy <laughs> that there's players in that locker room who are just unhappy with the way Jalen Hurts carries himself. I know we saw Dallas Goddard kind of kind of giving him an earful on the sideline that one game too. But when it comes down to Jalen Hurts, like Fletcher Cox said, as a person, as a leader, as a quarterback, they all respect him. And that's kind of the way I read the situation. Yeah, I'd agree. I think uh the overlying issue here with everything we're talking about so far today is uh just like the wording of things but also how people like perceive this stuff like Mm -hmm. maybe fletcher cox did have maybe an issue with how jalen hurts conducted himself Yeah, because he's checked he's checked carson before in the past so he's not he's not scared to check people but to add to that that doesn't mean he hates them that doesn't mean you know he lost trust in them or anything like that i mean that clip right there you just played his evidence of how highly he thinks of him i mean and that's like the standard jalen hurts is set and that's how the players view him so like everybody's open for critique especially when you lose that many games towards the end of the season he's not you know he's not saying like he doesn't like this guy or anything like that you know was it damage control going on the k adams show maybe but again like Maybe Howard Eskin and these people reporting this stuff got to be a little bit more careful with how they word these things, you know? <laughs> they are not worried about being careful, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is not that is not that was the primary focus. I think it was just a it was it was a bad time for everybody. And I'm sure tensions were running high and people were upset and emotions yeah, were, were and, running. Yeah, and what high. two people get the blame more than anything when something well, the goes The head bad. coach and the quarterback, of course. And who so, gets the most praise when things are going well? The head coach and the quarterback. Like, Certainly not, the quarterback. So. Right, you're not sitting here talking about like, I mean, Fletcher Cox laid it out perfectly. Like, you're not sitting here talking about the defensive tackle of the team, even if he is a generational talent. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Derek Gunn also suggested that uh, Jalen Hurts' new contract was, like, heavy, weighing heavily on his shoulders, trying to live up to the contract, didn't want to be a burden to the organization. Not sure why you would feel that way after what you did the prior years. Oh, but Derek Gunn tell, though. also did allude, and I had tweeted, and a lot of people gave me, gave me backlash on this. I said, you could watch Jalen Hurts in 2023, and you could see that he wasn't thinking straight. It looked like he was overthinking a lot of things, and I know that we weren't saying this as much during the first 11 weeks when they were winning games, but even when they were winning, 
Stephen, especially you and I were on this show talking about how, yeah, they're winning games, but it just doesn't look right. Like they still haven't put together a complete performance. And you could tell that the contract was weighing on him. You can tell that he still took felt guilty about the fumble in the Super Bowl and he wanted mm. to avenge that loss. There was a lot of things that were weighing on Jalen Hurts. And yes, coaches didn't put him in a position to win. And yes, he made some poor decisions on his own. But I certainly think that the contract as well as that Super Bowl loss contributed to Hertz's decline, and I, I hate to say decline because because he still played well, I think. But those things certainly did contribute to the to the step back, seemingly to the regression that some people are labeling it as of Jalen Hurts in twenty twenty three. I think those things certainly were were contributing factors. Yeah, I mean your eyes can tell you that. You know what I mean? I know like, you can watch and just see. Like it's not like it's not. This isn't some revolutionary like like <laughs> like it's not a. We didn't just. This isn't just some crazy discovery. Like like we could watch. Like you said, you could put on the film or just put on a, a broadcast of one of the games last year, and you can tell Jalen Hurts wasn't himself. I'm waiting to hear about some surgery he had in the middle of the year that we mm. don't know about. Like there had to be a procedure or something. He just didn't or look even right mentally, maybe after the season, physically, right? or after the season. Well, maybe something, it's just something a rest occurred. Thing. Something occurred there. I think uh, overall, though, this like again, this goes back to what Carton was saying, and everybody, forget him, but just like everybody saying that there's something going on within the organization, you know, there's something, there's someone, right? I actually think they addressed the issue already. I think it's as simple as this: what happened was they were in the Super Bowl. Hertz plays out of his mind, gets the contract. Nick Sirianni, young coach, carries him. Wrong word. Gets them to the Super Bowl as a part of the Super Bowl run. They think, oh, these guys are both ready. We can promote all these guys from within who have little to no coordinator experience. Even the QB coach, by the way, last year was a first-year QB coach in the NFL. Like, that's a big deal, guys. Very big deal. I will never forget the day. You texted me. It had to be like 6, 7 in the morning. When you just texted me, it had to be fresh out the shower. And you were like, dude... Uh, Alex Tanny is the first year quarterback coach. No wonder why we fucking sucked last year. Like that was the funniest. And the entire staff consisted of this. Oh man. It's like you had like the light bulb went off and you were like, dude, no wonder why we were asked. We had a first time QB coach. We had a first time offensive coordinator. No wonder. Is common sense just like out the window? Like I really want to see somebody try and argue this with me. And if it, you know what, the people that are arguing this are just like Nick Sirianni haters. that just like, don't want him here. That just want him fired. I'm not saying he's off the hook. But I think he's certainly Eagles not corrected. absolved of any blame. He has a fair right. share of blame. But I think the Eagles corrected the issues. They brought in to- the complete opposite. Everybody, the, both the coordinators have tons of experience. Mm-hmm. Even the positional coaches, tons mm-hmm. of experience. Like the defensive line coach that they brought in. Right. A few of the other guys. Um, obviously, but, they promoted the special teams guy. He earned it. I mean, we're not oh, promoted. He sure extended him. It. Extended him. But yeah, he, he, he earned was it. the best. He was the best coach on the staff last year. He they had the took most away creative play, play call. Or, excuse me. The uh, most creative not, play not call even. last year with that fake punt. Best play of, of yeah. the whole season was, was yeah. that play call. We were like, can we make this guy offensive coordinator for a game? He like, can we can we can we see what what we're doing? But those are good points, and then that leads people to believe. That why is Doug back here? If he's having trouble, if he if he can't if he can't carry an offense and make the offense you know productive for Jalen Hurts, if he can't control his emotions on the sideline, he needs to be checked about that. Why is he here? What is he here for? He needs all this help, and he needs needs people to hold his hands to maintain his job as head coach. That is what a lot of things that fans are thinking currently, and I just think that he is. I, I just think he does. Uh, I. I how how do I how do I word it? I think that he is a good players coach. I think he's good at getting the players to play for him. That's evident in in his first couple of years here. And yes, it wasn't great. Actually, it was morbid, terrible <laughs> down, down down the stretch there. But I think that players still respect him, and that is important 
and when when you need a guy to lead a team, I think those factors matter for being a head coach. It sounds like it sounds minuscule when you lay it out like that, but I think those things matter. Absolutely. And again, that's why the Eagles made the decisions that they did. And and again, Sirianni took accountability. Like another underrated thing. We sit here and talk about all the aspects yeah, of it. I mean, after the coach. season was over, he was like, Yeah, we were asked. But they asked him throughout the year, like, hey, this isn't working. Are you going to change anything in the offense? He was like, nah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll like eventually like AJ will catch that deep pass and we'll be fine. Like that, that wasn't the and way look, to, to fix that. I, I know that the decision to demote, uh, demote is probably the word to sigh and promote yeah. Matt mm-hmm. Patricia was a complete blunder, but like he Sirianni did what he could with what, with what cards he was dealt. And I know everybody, like everybody thinks they shouldn't have made that decision, but like, look, it was a ticking time bomb. Clearly like Desai, Sure. There was good moments with the defense this year, but they were clearly regressing. And there was a stretch when he was still the coordinator, they were getting exposed. Like that defense wasn't stopping anybody. Now, you know, Patricia was calling the defense and they lost a really bad team. I was about to say, the difference is I lost to Buffalo, Dallas. (laughs) But at the same time, though, the offense regressed too, big time. Like, it was a complete blunder from, you know, from top to bottom. So, it is what it is. I don't, like, it's the offseason now. I look forward to when we can just really just turn the page on last year. Unfortunately, all these reports are still coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, I think they did everything they needed to to correct what went wrong last year. Now it just comes down to, really, from here on out, free agent decisions, the draft. And, uh, well, Jalen's going to be learning yet another new offense. Um, And I'll say this one more time. As far as uh, Nick Sirianni goes, because this will never end. This conversation will never end. I hear it on a lot of sport, non-Philly sports talk shows about uh, Nick Sirianni, you know, pretty much asking, like, what's his role? What does he even do for the Eagles? What does he even bring? Is he just like a a cheerleader on the sidelines? Again, players, coach, more of a traditional, I would say even sports-style head coach, in my opinion. Uh you know, he's just like, good at well, leading men, I think is what it is. And that's that's crazy to say, d- despite how he started his tenure here with that press conference. We were like, can he lead grown men <laughs> with, with the way he talks? And I think... Well, that- and, and, and to to make an Eagles example here, like Chip Kelly, his yeah. strength was what? He was a creative offensive mind. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not great at all at leading men. Yeah. And it showed. Yeah, it showed, it showed, it showed a lot. I, think, I do think Sirianni's on, on thin ice. I don't even mean to make this a... a, a, a Sirianni a topic of 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 this whole thing but I think that uh Sirianni certainly off the nice though because you have guys like Ben Johnson who will be uh even though it seemed like he ruffled some feathers during his interviews but Ben Johnson mm. will, will be available next offseason you have Kellen Moore who might have been promised like behind closed doors like hey Sirianni's off the shits this year you could you could you, could, you might be the head coach so there, there's Sirianni certainly you know that seat is hot so we'll have to see how all that shakes out we'll talk about his uh his his coaching staff that they all announced the Eagles announced yep. uh, a- after the break. Uh, one last part about the media here because we don't want to spend too much time on the on the rumor mill. It's just this is this is where we're at in the off season. But AJ Brown and mm. this Twitter saga, Twitter imposter, whatever it is you want to call it, he whoever is running his account responded to all this stuff saying Philly media is so lame. It's literally something every day. Then the fans want to believe the BS. They really should start raising the prices of microphones and cameras. I agree. Because you people will say anything for views. I see why nobody likes us because we don't even like us. Hashtag reality TV. AJ Brown went to Instagram because I still believe he's maintaining control of his Instagram account. He said that wasn't me, but it was a mean of that that man's cooking. Essentially, like that that dude's cooking. Like he's he's speaking the truth. 
whoever has it. Steven, uh, first and foremost, is this, I, I believe this is AJ Brown. <laughs> I, tend to, I feel like if somebody took it and is holding it hostage, the Eagles, his PR team, somebody would have gotten control of it by now. They would have found out. Nobody's just going to sit for two weeks and let somebody handle his Twitter account. Like, I just don't see somebody of of his status allowing this to happen. So I personally believe that, it's, that, that, that it might be him. Uh, but your take on aj's this this whole twitter thing are we is 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 this just an elite troll he's just trolling all of us is is the greatest hacker of all time in control of his Mm. account and uh just what what do you make of the things people are saying about aj right now because now people are saying like you you need to ask yourself a solid question about aj brown moving forward do you keep him do you not um i'll give my i'll give my rant after after your opinion so so go ahead yeah i'm I'm with you i think it's probably him probably (laughs) i mean whatever like come on man what are we doing here uh at first, I I still think I genuinely just side with him and the things he's putting out there. But I'm actually uh, at the point now where I'm just like, I- I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little annoyed. Uh, he's starting to rub me wrong in the way that Darius Slay started to rub me wrong. Obviously, yeah, Darius Slay's been free- pissing you off lately. <laughs> they, they're free to do whatever they want, obviously, with their social media accounts. And I, uh, I agree with all the things A.J. Brown is saying. I agree. They should definitely raise said. the prices for podcast equipment because now yeah, everybody Whether it's has on one. a tweet or even when he's been on these, like, or in press conferences and, and, and appearances he makes within... The Which media. is very hypocritical to say coming from podcasters, but they should really, like, they need IQ tests or, like, everybody has cameras and mics now. People that really shouldn't, and it's 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 getting wild. Um, I, Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm most annoyed, though. I, I guess, I guess it just comes a point in time where it's like, maybe he should just give it all just a break, you know? Um, but I don't he know. Is. I mean, Apparently I can't is. imagine. Apparently it's easy. For, it's easy for me to say though, because I'm a very fiery person. If I was him, I'd be pissed off if people were, especially for a guy slandering your name twenty four seven. Yeah, after yeah. everything he's done. Like, and the, the first latest two years. thing I saw, I guess it was Peter King or whoever it was on WIP today. It really just pissed me off. Pretty much made the point. He was making the point that AJ Brown was be- very productive early in the season. He was in the MVP race, and then mm-hmm. he just like you know, he had a bad stretch of play and he's pretty much made the case that like, you know, he's got to put up better numbers. Defenses do adjust down in, during the season. I hope we're aware of. Well, again, like, defenses like, do focus on top receivers and try to take them out the game. Like it's not just again, one side. But, um, <laughs> again, I feel like it's just, I'm tired of repeating myself. Like the whole team underperformed the last, the last six, seven weeks of the season. Right. Exactly. So you can't I don't point know. Out one person say, "Oh, it's Jalen." Yeah, fault, you can AJ's point out fault, his whatever. stats or whatever went down. Sure, but so did the quarterback. Exactly. The quarterback exactly. did. The entire offense. The defense. Let me just put into perspective. So, this, like, this, what this, point this, are we trying to make here? That's all I'm asking. Like, what's the point? I get it. They are they trying to drive to AJ Brown out of Philadelphia? They're sick of AJ being good in Philly, so let's stir the pot and get him out of Philadelphia, so we don't got to worry about it. Anymore. Clearly, because I I don't have a solution for it, and if that's the case, man, we got to get rid of this. This is why we do what we do. This is why we ha- we do this podcast. This is why I want you guys to leave reviews. We have to beat the machine. We have to beat the machine because <laughs> if they if it, no seriously because I, it's at the point now. I know he's under contract and everything, but like I don't know. Maybe what if there's a day where AJ Brown's like, you know like, what? I'm, just sick I'm of it. sick I'm of this shit. I want to go somewhere else. Yes. And if that happens, I will never forgive any of these people. And you shouldn't either. Don't this tune is, into their stupid shows. This is how good A.J. Brown has been since he's come to Philadelphia. Most receiving yards by a player in their first two seasons with the Eagles. A.J. Brown leads 2,952 yards. You know who the next name on that list is? Irving Fryer, who is playing 
when I was in diapers, I think. So yeah. the, the fact that the last great receiver that performed like this over a two-year stretch is somebody from a different century. I'm not I'm not giving yeah, that and, guy and up. And his numbers declined, too. Like, imagine if things were okay. This man had 3,000 yards in his first two years, and they want to break them up. Devontae Smith is third on that list, 2,112 yards. Then Deshaun Jackson, 2,068 yards. Then Terrell Owens, who didn't even play a complete two seasons. <laughs> 1, I mean, we're talking about what? Arguably the best statistical. Well, I mean, exactly. I don't want to piss off exactly. the old heads, but. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. In two years in Philadelphia, he has the two highest totals for single-season receiving yards in franchise history. Look at the Eagles' offense before he got here. Look at the Titans' offense after he left. And this is why you keep A.J. Brown. There's no way that you get rid of him. 100 yards in the Super Bowl. You can't knock him. You just can't knock him, man. Travis Fogelman, we were hyping up at receiver. Now we have two studs here. This A.J. I don't care what A.J. does. A.J. can do sit-ups in the driveway. He can do sit-ups in the driveway. He could slap me in the face, slap you in the face, slap my mama in the face. I don't care. And I will still want him to stay here in Philadelphia. I do not care about any of this. People have to understand the talent that's in front of them and understand the talent that we lacked before he got here. He's best friends with our franchise quarterback. He has the connection like, with the franchise quarterback. Yes, they bicker and they'll do the whole married couple thing, but that's what you want. You want two players that are going to the old adage, iron sharpens iron. That's hell, what you want. Look at the Chiefs. They were fighting and things were going to hell the whole season and they just win another They were fighting Super Bowl. in the Super Bowl. Like you mentioned, in Travis the Super Kelsey Bowl. suplexing Andy Reid and then you know <laughs> they still won the Super Bowl. These people, maybe they did play sports growing up, but they didn't play competitive sports. They didn't have siblings. They didn't have something. Something lacked early on in childhood because people don't have any competitive juices in their bones. That's the problem that is the problem it's 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 a lot i just want aj to understand that fans want him to stay don't 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 feed into the media don't do none of this i know they get a rise out of us and now we're sitting here and wasting our time talking about it but if he's truly away from social media and somebody has control of his account good for him i don't blame him just check out from everything and and it is what it is that is uh that is my final spiel on it uh, any final words before we go to a quick break? We'll come back and talk about the coaching staff that the Eagles and the and the salary cap that uh, that got raised today by a lot of money, a lot of money. We'll talk about that in a second too. Any final words on AJ Brown? It's just so hard to be civil with this stuff because again, <laughs> we're we're you know we're podcasting here. Right? We both have jobs in sports media, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're trying to make names for ourselves. I'm not trying to have enemies, and I'm not trying to create enemies either. But it's just like it's just so hard when like you know this stuff is going on. Yeah. It's just so hard to be civil, man. It's just yeah. so hard. Like, I'll just say it right you want now. to fracture relationships and be like, well, you called me a dumbass two years ago on Twitter. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you were probably being a dumbass. What do you want? I do, I'm just saying I don't agree with it, you know? Yeah, and I don't I, either. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So I just checked 
the Apple Spotify podcast reviews and still no <laughs> new ones. No, I'm kidding. We're still recording this. It hasn't even they been. They didn't write one during the episode. Shame on them. <laughs> shame, shame on them. I don't ask a lot. We don't ask a lot, but we don't, we don't that's all I ask, man. So uh, right before we got up here on this uh, on the show, the Philadelphia or not the Philadelphia Jesus, the NFL <laughs> uh, salary cap new numbers just got released for the 2024 NFL season and is set for a record breaking 255.4 million dollars. That's more than 30 million from last year's cap number and well beyond the estimates that I heard and mm. other people heard were in place. So now with a new number before any extensions, restructures, what have you, the Eagles have roughly $32.1 million in space. Now, Stephen, they do have a path to create upwards of like $60 million, roughly. They could release Kevin Byard. We've mentioned that on prior shows. For $13 million, you can create Hassan Reddick. If you extend him, you can create almost $12 million. You can extend Devontae Smith, as well as Lander Dickerson, create another $3 million and some change there. So there are definitely ways they can create more space depending on what they want to do in free agency so that's a lot of money the nfl is in business man they're making a ton a ton of money i guess they can thank the 15 seconds taylor swift is on is on tv screens for uh but they made a that's ton another of money thing i actually think that whole thing's overblown now i was so annoyed by it like many at first but i think it actually got o- overblown yeah, it is what it, is. it doesn't affect my life one way or the other so yeah, that's what i'm saying oh they pan the camera to our big big yeah, they'll be they'll be okay they'll be okay so going to the nfl for the salary cap so uh, the top cap numbers, Stephen, for this upcoming season. These are the numbers that they'll have to pay attention to. Uh, Hassan Reddick has the highest cap number at $21.9 million. Uh, Lane Johnson has the next highest, $16.1 million. Kevin Byard, oh, again, I mentioned. Uh, Jalen Hurts then has You said the, Reddick has the biggest? The highest up for next season, which is why really? they want to. They'll probably. They, there had to be. They had to. There had to be some give and pull, like one way or the other, with this contract, mm. the way it's structured currently. Uh, Jalen Hurts, the fourth highest, 13.5, and then A.J. Brown, the fifth highest, and then Darius Slay right underneath him. So those are players Mm -hmm. to keep an eye on as we head into the spring. So the Eagles uh, finalized uh, their coaching hires today, their offensive staff. Luckily for for Nick Sirianni, they were able to keep a lot of new names, or a lot of uh, names from last season, rather. Kevin Patolo sticks around, as well as some other names that uh, that we'll get into. Uh, but of course, obviously, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore will be here. Steven, you wrote a piece about new quarterbacks coach uh, Doug Nussmeyer, who I think will bring a lot of knowledge to Jalen Hurts next year. Been coaching for 20 plus seasons, has spent the last six seasons with Kellen Moore. Dak Prescott had his most productive seasons under him as well. Uh, now that you kind of know what the staff looks like with Kellen Moore and Doug Nussmeyer, as compared to the <laughs> lack of experience that we had uh, uh, last season with Alex Tanney and Brian Johnson. Uh, how do you feel about the trajectory of Jalen Hurts in 2024 heading into the offseason? Yeah, obviously I feel great for, I, I mentioned this earlier, the sole reason that there's experience, veteran experience behind all these coordinators and coaches that have been brought in, but obviously the connection with Kellen Moore can only help and can only be good. The quarterbacks they've worked with, you named it. He's worked with a lot of quarterbacks, by the way, both of them, mm-hmm. Kellen Moore and their new QB coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it can only be better. It can only be better than what it was last year. Um, as far as like to go back to this losing the locker room talk, blah, 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 that narrative. Um, like all I'm saying is if, if people want to point out that the body language of hurts or even the players look bad, all I'll say is, you know, they probably stopped believing in the coaching. That doesn't mean Sirianni. That means the, the guys that they got rid of, you know, and you know, Jalen Hurts being who he is, like, obviously he has all the pressure in the world on him. He's probably thinking, like, man, 
I'm this guy. I'm supposed to be this and that. And this is the coaching that I get, you know? Jalen Hurts, uh, this will be, by the way, Jalen Hurts' fourth quarterback coach since entering the NFL. So he's never he's never had the same quarterback coach like for two consistent seasons. This will be his fourth one since being in the NFL. And you mentioned uh, the 20-plus years. Uh, Doug Nussmeyer was in the league for five years as a player. He was an offensive coordinator for five different college programs, including Alabama and Michigan Yeah, he's and got Florida. more NFL experience than Kellen Moore, right? Yeah, sure. Like does. a lot Dak more. Dak Prescott threw for 69 touchdowns and 29 interceptions in the three years that Nussmeyer was his QB coach. So, so mm. that's 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 going to be a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge that Jalen Hurts is going to have access to with names like Doug Nussmeyer. Um, joining Kevin uh, Petola, was one of those seasons cut short. Was uh, that... Dak, yeah, he was hurt one of those years. Yeah, he was. So that's interesting, you know. Yeah, and still got production out of Cooper Rush. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, see, yeah, at all, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, it definitely wasn't uh, all bad there. Uh, Kevin Pozzolo is being retained, as I mentioned, on Nick Sirianni's staff. Joining him from his inner circle is running backs coach Jamal Singleton. Obviously, Jeff Stoutland will be back. Wide receivers coach Aaron Moorhead will be back. Tight ends coach Jason Michael and quality control quality control coach Eric Dickerson. Will also be back. Uh, Nick Sirianni's personal. This is kind of funny. Sirianni's personal assistant, Tyler Yelk, was promoted to head coach quality control. People saw that on the list, and they were like, "What in the hell does that even mean? Does, does Nick Sirianni need another guy that's going to take duties away from him?" Um, head coach quality control is basically like the attention to detail guy for for the head coach. He's the guy that's going to be preparing film. He's the guy that's going to be doing statistical analysis and things like that. These are things that usually the offensive coordinator does. But now that Kellen Moore is essentially going to be curating and running the entire offense, I'm sure these are duties that he passed off over to the head coach quality control guy. <laughs> so that is what he will be responsible of. But Sirianni's familiar with him. And I'm actually surprised that they didn't like clean house entirely. They did bring back a lot of the a lot of the offensive coaches that were here last time. They just got rid of obviously the OC and the quarterbacks coach because those are the two positions that are going to be need to be overhauled most if you want to get the most out of Jalen Hurts uh, moving forward. So obviously we knew Stoutland was coming back. That 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 was that was no thing. But Singleton, Aaron Moore, all those guys will be back uh, as well. So very excited to see what kind of ideas Kellen Moore is going to have for the offense in 2024. From 2019 to 2022, Moore's offense ranked in the top four points per game, 27.7. Yards per game, Steven, 391. And third down conversion percentage at 44%. And Dallas also ranked number one in total yards from 2019 and 2021. Led the NFL in scoring in 2021 as well. I don't have to preach to you the motion rate because this is numbers that we're all been staring at since Moore's name was mentioned. The Chargers ranked eighth in motion last year. The Eagles ranked... Take a guess. Can you hear? They were dead. Sorry, I was muted. They were dead last, weren't they? Oh, I was like, "Hey, where'd you go?" Yeah, dead last. So, yeah, thirty seconds. So, obviously, uh, that is going to be any type any type of motion I see in the offense next season uh, will be very good. You know what I think is a is an underrated um, kind of uh, you know what a, an underrated aspect I think of Kellen Moore is Steven. What's that? I I think that Kellen Moore's history with dealing with big personalities is going to mm. help out over here as well. Dealt with Des Bryant. I think he was his locker mate while he was a player there. Coaching uh, in he, Dallas too shouldn't be like understated, yeah, you know, yeah, that market. He, he was, he was, while he was a player, he was a locker mate with Des Bryant. He oversaw an offense that included Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Jason Witten, Ezekiel Elliott. So I don't think this is a guy that's going to be shy or bashful about having tough conversations, you know, with AJ, Jalen Hurts, et cetera. I think his experience with dealing with big name players 
is also going to help there. So so I think that this was a very good hire by the Eagles. I know we haven't talked much since the Kellen Moore hire, but these are things I think that, that the locker room needs and that the offense needs, and I'm excited to see um, um, where that goes. The Chargers were also under center for 19.1% of the plays last season. <laughs> So I know you want to see some under center stuff. So these are yeah, all things. that's something I was calling for almost more yeah. than the motion. You know, <laughs> line that boy up uh, under center. I'm excited. Jason Kelsey said he was going to ask Kellen Moore about uh, about Zeke getting blown up on his last play as a Cowboy. Like he was just under center by himself in that playoff game and got lit up. <laughs> and I think Jason Kelsey said he was going to ask um, what the hell the thought was behind that play. So I'm excited to hear uh, some some intel on that if the if the time ever comes sounds so, like a new heights podcast guest yeah, yep. along with jason kelsey announcing that he's coming back to play in kellen moore's offense ain't that right <laughs> yeah if i had to guess now i think he i think he retires I think to touch on the motion though with you uh because i know i can't imagine anybody there's one person by the way I, I will say that is like against the motion concept and that is uh elliot shore parks He's mm. going on Twitter time and time again saying how overrated motion is and stuff like that. And I don't even know how to dispute that other than just saying like, uh, yeah, I guess he just didn't watch the offense last year. But anyway, my thing is this. You can't be dead last. You just can't be dead last, yeah, especially you in your offense. You with with all those not with, the, not with this personnel, you can't be. Yeah, and, and you just never want to be dead last at something like that. Now, I'm not asking them to go out there and be, like, top, you know, number one or top five in it. But, like, again, if you, you don't can want to be just, the 49ers, like, just... If just you can implement it and use it effectively, it only makes you better. And that, along with, like, I, I really do hope that they run more plays under center. You got to do it. You got to mix things up. Uh, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's, like, you know, you, you there's more football gurus out there than me. But I don't know if it has to do with, like, Jalen Hurts' comfortability, um... He's definitely like he's big, like size strength wise, but like he's not necessarily like the tallest of quarterbacks. And sometimes it's easier, you know, when you're taller to line up under center because you can see better. Right. Uh, So that's interesting. Another underrated dynamic. Uh, Again, you know, Jason Kelsey status. We could be seeing a new center, a new starting center for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's something that will have to be, you know, taken into consideration. I'm not sure what the learning curve is. I don't know if learning curve is the word, but the comfortability there is. Cam Jurgens better learn that tush push. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Kelsey what I mean. The only time they lined up, lined up under center was the tush push. I feel like. Yeah. Cam Jurgens better get that down to a science because if Kelsey ain't here, he's going to be the one taking the brunt of, of all that stuff. So, so very good stuff from the offense. Got some familiar names back, and then the two big ones with Nussmeyer and Kellen Moore up top to give access. I do worry a little bit with the motions, just solely the motion a little bit. The one thing I do worry about is a part of me wonders if it's like an up top, higher up philosophy. I'm talking like Jeffrey Lurie, higher Roseman stuff, because even when Doug Peterson was here, we didn't run motion like at all. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Kellen Moore does when he gets here. I'm sure that he's like, he's been given the keys, like Sirianni won't have a hand in it. And that's probably, and those orders came from up top. So (laughs) all I'm saying this, you mentioned Sirianni being on thin ice. I'd agree with that. There's a lot of coaches, by the way, that are going to be on thin ice this season. It's not a knock on anybody. It doesn't mean that they're a bad coach. It just means, you know, yeah, there, that spotlight's going to be on Sirianni, though. You know, Absolutely. With all, this, with all this stuff coming out, that spotlight's going to be on him. They gonna, and we're a, nationally, but, we're a nationally covered team now. So, But I'll say this. He made the first step was accountability and not just that, taking. He had to, to know, keep his job. He had to. And right. He fucked up. But now <laughs> the next thing is this. Obviously, you know, making sure you, you, you I, I don't want to say win the locker room back over, but maybe that is the case. 
Uh, you better study the hell out of Kellen Moore, his offense, his mind. Pick his brain. Pick his brain, man. That's all I'm saying. Because if you want not just a future here in Philadelphia, like if you want a future in the NFL, you better be able to bring more than just being. I know, you know, I I, I don't have anything against being the, the 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 head coach, like the head of 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 men in charge of 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 everything. But you know, you're supposed to be an offensive coach. You know, like his first interviews dating back to when he was first brought here, and as we've seen, like. Last season, his first year here, him being in charge of the offense, it doesn't hasn't looked great. It didn't look good before he handed the keys to Shane Steichen. Even with the talent good, they, that they had. It didn't had, look good way. after he left. So that is not those are not good feathers for, for Nick Sirianni's cap right there. So certainly uh those are gonna be things to keep an eye on. If his offense is 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 breaking records next year, we're like, well, Nick Sirianni can't be anywhere. Maybe he's secretly a defensive coach. Uh, well, kidding. he brought he he promoted Matt Matricia, so that's definitely not the case either. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what he is, but there's a lot of players coaches out there. So, so that is the role. Another thing is this, man. Do you do you find it? You mentioned uh, Ben Johnson's name earlier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like the Eagles will have that in their back pocket. I'm sure Howie will have his eyes on that in case things you know don't work out with Nick this year. Uh, I don't know. Part of me just wonders, like some guys just make better coordinators. You know, like Eric Bieniemy has been a coordinator for how long? Okay, uh, perfect saying. example. Bieniemy doesn't have a job right now, by the way. Interesting. Spags wasn't he a head coach at one point? Did he try head point. coaching ever? I think so at one point, but he's—I mean—he's—he's he's zoned into that defensive like coordinator. He ain't coming out of that position no time soon. Now they just extended him, I believe, immediately after after the Super Bowl. So Ben Johnson is a hundred percent getting a head coaching job somewhere. Somebody will hire him next season. So, and I'm not think, saying he's going to make a bad head coach. Um, well, the but, rumors were like he was demanding crazy money. And so mm. that, that kind of put some teams off. And they were like, well, well that's all what right. That's what I'm saying. Relax, like, like the <laughs> NFL, the thing with the NFL is, uh, you know, it finds a way to highlight your strengths and expose your weaknesses, you know? So. Yeah. And the Eagles were the Eagles were very close to, to, to again, uh, hiring Cliff Kingsbury. But then, like, mm. Kingsbury was kind of asking for, like, he wanted, like, a lot more autonomy than, than the team was Yeah, I'm glad they didn't with. go that route. That was he was comfortable scary. with. So they were like, oh, this guy's kind of power hungry. Like, we're not going to do this. So then they elected to get to get Kellen, and then Cliff went to Washington. But Cliff was asking hey, for they, a lot. Hey, uh, the Eagles did, you know, my cliche that I said dating back to our early offseason pods. They did uh, what I was hoping that they would do. You know, your offensive coordinator, the guy calling plays, needs to look like a total geek, skinny geek, like he stuffs his nose in the play sheet. And uh, what do you want your defensive coordinator to look like? Dick? Run down. Racist. <laughs> Didn't say racist. And white. And white. Didn't you said old down, white, and racist. That's what you said, no? Is that not the qualifications <laughs> to be a defensive coordinator? And I didn't even say that. I just saw a tweet that uh, put that out there. You know? No, that came out of your mouth. It came out of your mouth. The rest of the Eagles offensive staff, uh, TJ Pagnetti, run game specialist, assistant assistant offensive line, Ronnell Williams, assistant linebackers coach. I didn't Speaking mean. Speaking of, Jeff Stoutland is a prime example. Like, my yeah, God, yeah, best yeah. O-line coach in the league, you know? Yeah, you ever, do you think he's ever thought about what it'd be like to be maybe be like a head coach or something? I don't think he cares enough. He knows he can. He doesn't care to be a head coach. He's he's that run game coordinator. He likes. I mean, I guess there's there. also it's we're we're in the middle of like the young revolution coaching uh, revolution in the NFL. So all these guys are young. They're just trying to you know better themselves mm-hmm. in their career. So I get it. Mm-hmm. On the uh, defensive side of the ball, Christian Parker is the defensive backs coach. 
Um, he came from Denver, I believe. Parker oversaw the development of uh, Patrick Sertain. I'll take anybody who, who had a hand in developing him. Mm. Uh, also, veteran safety Justin Simmons. He played one of his two Pro Bowl seasons while working with Parker, so I'm very excited uh, to see him get in here. They also hired uh, cornerbacks coach Roy Anderson, who was around uh, with Vic Fangio in Chicago during Eddie Jackson's All-Pro season. Also coached last season in Seattle and had a hand in uh, developing Devon Witherspoon. So uh, very good track records for the defensive backs guys that they're bringing in here because we all know we need secondary help with personnel coaching. We need we need it all. So those are very good names. Uh, I'm excited to see Joe Casper, Vangio's right-hand man to coach safeties. He is here. And then, of course, the powerhouse himself, Clint Hurt, who could probably fill in that defensive tackle if anybody I gets say. hurt. You can you can step in there for Jordan Davis if you need to. You know to, what, right? man? Who who like what is the point of being that big of a human being? Like, how do you even get to be that big? So like, I don't it's understand. Funny, it's funny you say that. Uh, something I always look forward to, like when I get to go to like a live game or even like the open practice because it's free or not free, but you're able like first come first serve seating. You're able to sit close if you're able to ever sit close around uh-huh. NFL players. You know, I'm always just like blown away at obviously like their ability, but like their size. Just Tell you what, huge. I want to see how big this dude truly is in person. You Bro, know, this dude is huge, and his background <laughs> is defensive. His background is defensive line, so that's that's very good. He should be able to get the most out of like Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Hassan Reddick if he's still here, and Nolan Smith as well. So uh, I another think he's, underrated he's, aspect he's of this man. team, and I'm glad they took full accountability on that. Like your your first round picks, man. All interior defensive linemen, for that matter, you know. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they take another one early. I'm not saying tackle, but I'm just saying somebody on the defensive hey, line. All depends maybe on what linebacker. they do. His, hey, all depends on what they linebacker. do with the Son Reddick. Yeah. Speaking of linebackers, Bobby King, the new uh, inside linebacker coach. So going to be interesting to see what his. De- I'm really excited for Joe Casper because safeties are like a big deal in Vic Fangio's like defense. Like he he does a lot of like too high shell looks before the snap. And uh, I think I think safety is like a big deal <laughs> when you when you do those kind of things. So uh, players like Eddie Jackson, Justin Simmons, they thrived in Fangio's system. So I think that Fangio is going to look at the film and be like, "Hey, whatever safeties y'all had last year, this is not going to work." Mm. Reed is fine for what he is. Kevin Byard's cooked. They might have to figure out what they're going to do with him. That, save that. I hope that's million. the mindset because they do need like a talent at that position. Just oh, one. for sure, for sure. Uh, you they can need, live with blanket ship being the other guy, but. Yeah, Eddie Jackson. It's it's. Uh, I'm trying to avoid the Eddie Jackson thing, but it might be just too much of a of a. It might make too much sense for Fangio to avoid it, and I don't think he's going to cost a lot of money. And when you're installing a new scheme, it's helpful to have a player who Man, once thrived in it. Other guys, I'm looking at Winfield. Yeah, well, he's not going anywhere. He'll he'll be tagged if anything. <laughs> he won't. Bucks have he so won't. many free agents, man. They have like more free agents than we did after uh, last year. Yeah, they're they're probably going to tag him. So I don't think he's going to. You, you go think anywhere. Mike Evans is leaving? Yeah, he'll be. He's going to Kansas City. I think mm. so. I think he'll. I think he'll be there. So, so finally got our first look at the finalized Eagles coaching staff. Excited to see what the new minds are going to come in here and do for players on both sides of the ball. There, uh, we covered a little bit of everything today, Stephen, from from AJ yeah, to yeah. to to gossip about Big Dom and and the the salary cap, to a, a lot of money, uh, Super Bowl birth or whatever yeah, the hell you want to call it. Hey, by the way, New Orleans. If that's the case. I don't know, man. That'd be big, believer. man. Going to Mania this year, and then we do that. That'd be, that'd be yeah. Talk yeah. about making moments this year. Jesus, mm. we're gonna be doing a lot of things. I'm not even saying we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm just projecting. Well, we're going to New Orleans for the game, so that's enough. that's that's. I'll yeah, take the regular season I'm game. I'm projecting. And God, we'll it's see. such a dope place to have a Super Bowl, man. Vegas is, is dumb. I've never been to Vegas. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No. No. 
Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it gets nuts down there. So, so I'd rather go there than Vegas, though. Vegas yeah, I think scares I me. I think I it Vegas. seems like Vegas it does, is overwhelming. It's not even real. And I already have ADD as it is. I would just be. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think I'd like uh, Vegas. A lot of bright lights and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, I could just think of so many places I'd rather go. Yeah, super. The NFL was very happy with Vegas for the Super Bowl, though. They did big business there, so that's good. They had Usher there. Yeah, and I of think course. WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania is considering, or WWE is considering WrestleMania there for for the near future. So mm. fun stuff. In that regard, appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by thelibertyline.com. We are your hosts, Victor Williams, Stephen Conrad Jr. Follow us both on social media platforms. Myself at the Philly Pod, Stephen at Stephen Conrad Jr. Be sure to subscribe on all any and all platforms that you get your podcasts, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. The reviews, the five-star ratings, if you didn't get the point in the show, they help a lot. So please be sure to do that for us. Leave we'll catch you guys. reviews, guys. It's Leave one step down. closer to fixing. Down. You want to know how to fix this? Like I, I see you guys on there. You guys on Twitter, you're like me, commenting on those videos, people ex- in the media calling out AJ Brown and stuff. If you want to fix this problem, the first step of doing that is uh, leaving those reviews. Let us know who you are in the reviews too. By the way, we've met we've met a few people who uh, in person who tune into the show. That's always fun, you know. Oh, it's it's fun to build, yeah, That's build. a good time. That's a good time. This isn't, you know, I'm not here like just trying to like better myself. I'm here to better the experience <laughs> for all of us. We're trying to save Philly sports media for save. God's sake. So the that best we don't have to get up fan here and base talk in about... the world deserves the best coverage, not the worst coverage. Yes. The best coverage. I do agree. I do agree. That is that is. We're the, the best, right? That is, I like to believe so. One of, one of, one of, certainly. Um, next episode will be probably Monday. I would assume we're going to talk about Eagles pending free agents, who to bring back, who can walk, and those kind of things. As There's we like prepare. a press conference coming up. Uh, is it because of the combine? The combine, yeah, because of the combine. Oh man, we have yeah. a shit. We have a lot to get into. Yeah, just doing a lot of stuff. We got stay or go coming up on Monday, so stay on tap for that. We'll be talking about who should stick around the team, who the Eagles should probably let go. Albert O, we didn't talk about this episode, but Albert O was already brought back, so that busts a lot of people's stay or go. So we'll talk about all that stuff. Well, it looks the like following they drafted Brock Bauer. Uh, no, they doing that. Albert <laughs> O is the next guy. There goes my Brock Bauer's dream. We'll catch you all on the next episode, guys. Thank you as always. Peace out from the Philly Pod. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.